Okay, we are live. Welcome everyone to another edition of our weekly Wednesday show where I have the opportunity to get to interview agents from all across the country. But this time we actually have it across uh, outside of the country in wonderful Belize. So I'm delighted to have Kate with us today. Uh, Kate, why don't you go ahead and share a little bit of your story? Um, one, I don't think you're born in Belize, were you? But how, how did you how did you end up in Belize of all places? Oh my goodness, thank you so much for having me today. It's just such a wonderful thing you're reaching out and, and finding me out in the little island just off the coast of Belize. Um, thank you, my name's Kate Corrigan and I moved here 10 years ago. Um, I had no intention of moving to Belize. It was my other half that had Googled it. Literally good places for expats to retire. Uh, we, were, we were young then, it, we just knew a place of retirement was a place where we could make a business and live until we retired. So uh, he said, what do you think? And I said, don't be so silly. I'm about to get my, you know, golf handicap. I'm, I'm doing all right here. And uh, but he said, no, I'm serious. I've booked you on a flight. Go and check it out. And if you like it, we'll move there. Well, I came for 10 days vacation, planned on traveling the country, but found this little island called Ambergris Key. I called him two and a half days into it and said, you know what? Let's give it a go. So uh, I went home and we put our house on the market for rent. And then somebody wanted it right away. We said, give us a month and then 30 months. And uh, then we quickly packed up our five bedroom home in, in the UK, just outside of London. Wow. And uh, then within 36 days from me leaving here, uh, we were back again with two suitcases each and my nine-year-old daughter. It was an adventure. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, were there was there a second pick? Because uh, you looked you, you looked at the top ten list or whatever it was for Belize. Was there a, a second option that you also explored? Well, it came up second to Thailand, um, oh. and he was the one doing all the googling. I was an at-home mom at the time and loving it for the first time. I was only thirty-three, so um, I thought this is all right. I quite like this, um, but Thailand meant we had to learn a different language. I right. felt that it would be too much for my daughter to, at nine years old, she was just going into junior school, and uh, I just it was just too much. Um, I liked the idea it was part, Belize is part of um, the British Commonwealth, Commonwealth countries. I like the idea that it's English speaking. Um, okay. I'm ashamed to say I don't know a second language. Um, but yes, it, it was the easiest move for us. Um, and, and it's just such a melting pot of, of different people here. I just, it, it's, it's a wonderful spot to be. Very interesting. And so how did the journey of becoming a realtor happen then it was, did you get a license immediately? What was that process like? I don't, I know, I know what it's like in the US, but I have no idea what it's like where you're at. Well, very similar to in the UK, there is no regulatory body for real estate agents. Um, and no, real estate was farthest from my mind. Um, we came here, we adventured for about six or eight months and then decided to invest in a restaurant. Um, from that, uh, then I was, I wanted to get a proper job and uh, applied for um a position within a local bank here. Um, it's an international bank and gave me the opportunity to use my customer service skills uh, to work with clients looking to get mortgages and also invest and open accounts. That's where I learned about real estate was how property was owned. That's how I started to learn about real estate agents, how it was done here, which is very, very different to how to my knowledge, to how things are done in other parts of the world. There really wasn't any guidelines. Um, people weren't being always given the right 
direction. And it's so important through the compliance of the bank regulations, um, that understanding meant that I could see that there were so many people being left on the shelf and, and not being seen through. So I transitioned from customer relations director from that company to asset protection. And that's where I, I realized we were we were referring clients out to build their asset por their portfolios up with international property to real estate agents that we'd never hit not much hear anything back from. And we wanted to make sure that we were continuing that. And that's how I've said, you know, I'd like to do this and I'd, I'd teamed up with Macarena Rose of uh, Keller Williams Belize now and used to represent her clients within my role because she didn't have an agent here. Fell in love with it. I was invited to a Keller Williams conference. They did give you all a lot of training and things like that, as with many of the other um, organizations out there. And then said to my boss, you know what, you've been wonderful, but would you mind? I want to go out on my own with this. And so I began my journey as a real estate agent um, here in Belize after extensive training with Keller Williams. I had to do some extra stuff there um, and uh, started that about four years ago. And I love it. Absolutely love sharing the island here and, and, and helping people guide them through the process within the compliance regulations and laws. Very nice. And can you just share with the audience in terms of production, like how many did you do last year? What's the average price point in Belize? And how how is this year doing? Um, is it a good or bad year given uh, really the shelter or given COVID? I, um, lots of questions there, Spencer, all in sure. one go. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, um, new to the business, it took a little while for me to get my feet under the table. I had lots of connections. I've, I've worked internationally with Live and Invest overseas with, through the bank. Um, but building that, um, as an independent agent, I didn't go on as a team, took a little time. So it took about six or eight months. Here in Belize, we represent both sides, listing and selling as well. We are allowed to do that. And the, in listing a property takes as much work as, as working with the buyers because we have to turn up at every listing appointment and show it. So diarizing those things are a little difficult. So yes, last year um, I did... I've, I've always been in the top three since since my second year in business within the company of, of uh, that we have, which is about 18 agents, 20 agents. Um, so I did about 24 sales last year. And I was looking to double that this year quite easily, took on an assistant and things. But COVID has hit, um, which has proven a little challenging, although it's it's really given us the opportunity to become uh, a lot more online as we should have been. We're very, very much online and digital anyway because most of our clients do come from, from uh, America and Canada. So we're always speaking to them and, and, and connecting by phone and then they come for a two-week window when we literally have to be there to show them anything that they we've talked to them about and we have to find them a home that they're going to hopefully choose to live in forever. But relationships here are, can it be anything from six months to 10 years before somebody buys? Really? So it's a very mm. different market. It's a second home that they don't need. Right. <laughs> 
It's yeah. often a want. Um, they don't right. have to sell their home and, and move within 30 days as in a lot of other markets. So it's about finding them not only a home, but a lifestyle here if they are planning on moving, which takes time. You know, we become a bit of a life coach and have to introduce them to different opportunities, not only in property, but in areas and, and people and groups that they would enjoy to spend time with. Some people are Margaritavilles and they love to bar hop and go to music um, and those types of things all the time. Others are Rotarians and nonprofits and they like to do those types of things. And so we really do have to make sure that we are a source of information for everything that anybody might like to do here. Um, it's, it's a challenge, but fun. <laughs> that is really interesting. Like because of that, the, the market in itself is, is very different. It is a secondary home, almost like a vacation home per se. Yeah. Um, what, what, and you, and congratulations on 24 last year and, and hopefully things, you know, get better for you as things start to open up. I'm sure that's probably a big reason. Like, even if we wanted to go travel, we can't, right. So it's, it's tough. Um, so what was the average price point for you or in general of the market? Like, what what do people usually buy? Is it a condo? Is it a single family? Like what's what's out there to even buy? Now, I'm primarily based on Ambergris Key. Ambergris Key is an island 28 miles wide and a mile wide at its widest point and has a population of about 20,000 to 25,000 people here. Wow. Um, we all live mostly in an eight mile radius, but it, the island is stretching out. We have developments from condominiums with Marriott. Um, we have High uh, Wyndham. We have Margaritaville moving here very soon. We have Hilton. Uh, and we also have another one. I forget the name of it right now. We've got two. Uh, Best Western is coming to the island too. We have a higher price point here because it's more of a tourist-driven town um, than anywhere else in the country. It's here. There's various areas. There's here in San Pedro or Ambergris Key. Then there's Placencia, which is also a peninsula and the very south of, of um, I was going to say England then, <laughs> of Belize. Um, and then we would, another, another investment hotspot would be San Ignacio, which is on the Guatemalan border. And then Corozal, which is on the north, far northern border of Belize. Now we can go with parcels of land for seven or $8,000 on the mainland. Um, and yet a, a parcel of land here on Ambergris Key. Um, oceanfront maybe a hundred by two hundred deep or a hundred by a hundred would be half a million. Wow. So the price points vary depending on where you're looking to live and the lifestyle that you want to have. Here I would say the average price point for me is between two seven five to three fifty. Um, and it's usually the oceanfront condo that mm. you would pick up for that price. And they are at the moment there's quite a few on the market. We're certainly uh, seller heavy and buy a poor at the moment. <laughs> right. Is it most common for people to just buy a condo? Um, and what year are these condos? Are these built recently? Or are they built a while ago? Or is it more common for people to buy a piece of land and actually go through that whole journey, which I'm sure will take years to get actually a home there? Like what's, what's common? What, what do people normally do? It really is down to the specific person um, and we can guide them. So you could buy a piece of land today. It would normally take you about six weeks to close on that, maybe a little bit shorter. Um, we could have contractors there. You could actually have your dream home within about 10 to 12 months 
from that start fast. to finish. Wow. Yes. Depending on what your dream home was. I mean, if you're sure. looking for helipads and <laughs> yeah, yeah. craziness, which can happen. Um, but yes, you know, depending on the size of your home, if you're looking for maybe a two story with a rooftop, something like that, about uh, two to 3,000 square foot on a nice piece of land, landscaped. The build time that I've just been quoted uh, for, a, for a client was about 10 to 12 months. Um, we have to take into account the seasons. We do have hurricane season here and those types of things and rainy season. And um, some some local local workers here and also expats that have moved here seem to melt in the rain. Things seem to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yes, it's uh, you could certainly buy a piece of property and and build on it within that time, provided you're using the right people. Got it. And what is the cost of building? Like, did you ever get a quote as well? Like, how much is it per square foot to build? Again, very broad. It depends on how you want to build it. A lot of people are building with what we would build with block um, or with Coventech is a very, um, very common thing now um, where we have to bore down to bedrock here Mm. because we're on an island. We have to go down quite deep and the pillars are built in. It really does depend on the finishings that you're looking at. And we can be quoted anything from 150 to 250 US per square foot, depending on whether you want that to include your appliances and, you know, your your AC, you know, generators, you know, those sorts of things can actually be included in the building costs. So it really does vary. On the mainland, those costs are a little bit, little bit less um costly um mm-hmm. because you don't have an expanse of water to bring bring right. workers and, and and goods over to oh how interesting very nice and do people when they buy the vacation homes do they tend to rent it out when they're not there like airbnb or is it they just leave it as a as a home and they'll they'll just keep it as it is and they'll just visit it, you know once a year or whenever they decide to come over you can do either. Um, there is this, some fantastic property management companies here um, that would take you under your wing and they're marketed and advertised globally. Um, there are some smaller mom and pop type affair um, property management that can do it. Or you can register a business, uh, register as a business corporation here and establish your own tourist BTB, Belize Tourism Board license to be able to set up as an Airbnb. There are processes that you have to go through. Um, but yes, you a lot of people do actually set up as vacation rentals so that it means that it's generating an income or an enough to fund your trips here until you're ready to retire or sell and invest bigger after that when when you come time to retire interesting and that's very interesting now from um investor perspective since it sounds like it's not much local people buying per se would that be fair to say it's like all the 24 all are pretty much from out of the area uh, it, again, it depends on where you are in Belize. Um, we have just signed a new agent in Belize City. Super excited to have him there. And there is a lot of local um, local persons there that buy. It is my biggest joy to help a Belizean purchase a property. Um, I'm very familiar with the banking. So um, I'm very good at helping um, sellers understand that the process to close might be a little bit more extensive, um, but if we can bear with it, we can help a Belizean purchase a home in their own homeland, especially here on Ambergris Key when, when things are a little bit more expensive. But um, yes, 
most of the sales that I would generate would definitely come from the US, Canada, the UK and, and outside of Belize. Mm-hmm. And then from uh, from a process like of ownership, if a foreigner buys uh, in Belize, is there any tax benefits? Is there any um, like, do they actually own the land itself? Because I know different countries, you basically have a long lease of the space. You know, like, how, do, how does that work? It's, you absolutely own the land. Yes, you can own it outright. You don't need to own it in any kind of corporation trust and you don't need a Belizean citizen to be able to own it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, there is um, there is a transfer tax that you would need to pay. Um, that was increased about two or three years ago now. So it's 8% on the cost of the real property so excluding the furnishings those types of things there would be an eight percent transfer fee which is paid to the land registry department and that means that the title the freehold title would be the names changed from the previous owner to yours um and that's button again yeah go ahead you're good no try again Hello. Okay. Yeah, you're good now. So I don't know what but, happened there. So yeah. yes, so you would. It, it is 8%. just a simple okay. transfer tax. And and who pays for that eight percent? Is it the buy side, the sell side split? And, and it's eight, just eight, not eighty. Um, it, right. The the um the sellers pay the um commissions, and the buyers pay the transfer tax and closing costs. I see. So it would be 8% plus closing costs would yes, be from right. a budget. And, and what are closing costs typically there, like percentage-wise usually? So usually it would be between 1% and 2% of the, of the cost that you're doing. So I always tell people when you're looking at the price of a property, let's right. negotiate it, assuming that there's going to be about a 10% cost to close on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would go through extensively of, you know, what is your price point? How could you mm-hmm. pay it? Those types of things. Because financing and things like that isn't as easy in Belize as it is in other places. I understand you've got some great interest rates where you are at the moment. Yeah. And and how do people typically finance these properties? Do they have to go with a local, your local bank? Like what are the typical options for foreign um, investors? That's a super question. I'm so glad you asked it. (laughs) That's why I asked it. (laughs) (laughs) So we have, um, cash is obviously the best way to buy a property. (laughs) And, uh, in, in investing in Belize, you're not only investing in a fantastic lifestyle that you can come and visit, but you're also, by doing so, you are diversifying your assets. You're putting a portion of what you have in a different country that is protected by the privacy laws that Belize is so um, so well known for. Um, this it allows you to be able to um, have something secure in a different location in in a reasonably stable stable um, economy, um, and uh, so your question was um, financing. Financing wise, yeah. Now, local banks do not generally will not loan to um, 
non-residents. So there are two banking systems in Belize. There's an international banking platform and a local bank platform. International banks do lend to non-residents and they only do have um, non-residents as their clients and work in usually four or five different currencies. And they would lend on freehold, freehold properties. Um, they Normally the lending is you'll die. <laughs> it's between 9 and 13% interest. Wow. That's like hard money shark loans. <laughs> but, it is. Um, it, it, I mean, it, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're vetted and approved institutions that sit on an international platform that often people use to be able to place their money and then invest internationally within a, within a portfolio that they've set up. Um, locally, we'd also have seller financing. Seller financing oh. is something that is done. You have to remember that these sellers are not a bank, um, but they would do usually over a term of three, one, three or five years, you would need to have a balloon payment on that. Mm -hmm. um, but they would usually amortize it over 15 or 20. So you manage your payments and would normally expect a deposit of about 50%. Um, five, five zero? Five zero. Oh. Uh, with 50% down, some sellers will look at seller financing over a short term, and that would be negotiated between buyer and seller as to what they could do. So if you were waiting for something to pay out, like a 401k or an IRA or, or one of those, a big investment, and you didn't want to um, take it out of that interest-free savings that you have and pay the tax rate then. Mm -hmm. You could always do something on a short term with a seller. And then when that pays out, pay them in full. And usually there's no penalty for early repayment. Um, another way people do it is by releasing funds through a home equity line of credit or cash back in your own country. A lot easier, a lot faster, yeah. and you have a lot better interest rate. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And, um, when we had spoke a little bit offline, there isn't any sort of backend database from like an MLS here in the States, right? And I know I think UK is kind of wild in that sense too, I think, that at least maybe they're starting it now, but they, they also for a long time didn't really have some sort of backend database. Um, so how, how does an investor or yourself know, hey, look, this is a good deal, this is a bad deal? Do you just, is it just the, the relationships with other agents to share that information then? Like, how does that, even work if there's no central system to have it all? Um, it's a lot of work. Um, when you asked me, hey, Kate, I'm looking for a condo for 250 to 350 on the beach, want it second floor and a night with a low HOA, I literally here in Ambergris Key alone have to trawl through at least 18 different websites. It's uh, it's a very different market here, and we don't know. I mean, very fortunately, since when I first arrived on the island 10 years ago, I do now have the privilege of working with some great agents in the marketplace from all different companies. So we keep in communication with each other. And so it's important that which whoever somebody chooses to work with uh, in Belize, that you have a great relationship and you know that they have a great relationship in their workplace. Um, and I don't just mean in their own office I mean across the island you know it's very very important and the same in Belize City and the, the same in in Cayo uh, close to Guatemala and, and Placencia and 
all those different areas, you want to make sure that you're working with somebody that has a really good relationship so that if there's a deal happening, you know, they've got other agents texting them and saying, hey, Kate, this guy's really desperate to sell. Do you know anybody? And if we have that relationship, then we can certainly best serve clients in finding them the right price. But there is no rhyme nor reason to it. And not everybody discloses the right price and not everybody comes from good character, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, that's the trick, very tricky part of the whole thing. Uh, and <laughs> it's, it's not a very, I mean, it's not a very big community either. So there's only so many, how many agents do you think are in the area? Do you ever, oh like, my goodness. it's probably not that much, right? No, um, I, we have uh, five with our company representing here on the island. I think, yes, uh, five, no, six. We just signed a new one. Um, six uh, on the Ambergris Key representing Keller Williams. Um, we then have all the other chains here. We have Remax and, and also, uh, I think that's the only other. Yeah, I think they have, I actually don't know. I know individual, I know them all individually, but I've never put a whole list together. That's a really great question. I would yeah. probably say we've got about 40 agents on the island. Mm -hmm. 40 and so, and so love to hear kind of how you see things moving forward. I mean, I don't, th it doesn't seem like travels is getting any better, at least yeah. as of right now, or are you tell me otherwise, are people traveling more or is it? We're allowed to travel in country. Um, Belize has done a phenomenal job of managing the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. um, they, I mean, here in Belize, when they say you have to stay home for 72 hours, people say, okay, <laughs> yeah. wear a mask and stay home for 72 hours. You all need to do your bit. 90% of the population say, okay, how do we get food? What do we need to do? And that's basically what they did. They cut us off for the rest of the country because we had the first, first case, which was amazing. Um, we've only actually had 18 community-based cases since it started who have all recovered but two, unfortunately. And since then, we've opened our borders to citizens coming back in. And we have then had, I think, 12 cases that have come in, but everybody had to, who came in had to go into a mandatory 14-day quarantine. So they were caught and they've stayed in their quarantine areas. On the 15th of August, we are opening up to international travel. Mm. which is wonderful. People will be able to visit, but they do have to go through getting a PCR test 72 hours before they arrive if they want to stay in any hotel and resort. And um, this is the first news that we're having. It could change. Um, but if you don't, they have a rapid testing kit and everything set up within the airport to rapid test you and you may go to a gold status hotel that has all everything on site. So an all-inclusive hotel where you would have to stay and go on um, approved tours only specific to those hotel guests. So Belize is doing very well, and I'm really pleased. There are some restrictions on travel initially, um, but that is the first phase of us opening up to people that aren't citizens. Mm -hmm. And I'm super excited. We've got lots of people that are coming down. And for those that have been there and aren't so happy with how their country has been managing, um, you know, it could be a political issue. It could be a how they've managed the pandemic. It could be that their house is so small. It could be that you've now found that you can do everything online and work from home now. If you're going to, why not do it from another country like Belize that's only two hours away from your hometown?
Yeah, I mean, that's it. I think Hawaii also is um, implementing a that kind of process. I think August 1st, they'll have the ability where people can pre-test as long as they bring it, they don't have to self-quarantine, which we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, you know, it's good that countries are doing that because it defeats the purpose. If you have to still self-quarantine for 14 days, um, I mean, what's the point of even going then? Um, so, so that's good that there's a, you know, they're figuring out a solution and figuring out a way to, to get people in. Cause I mean, I'm sure the local economy is, is clearly not doing well um there's no way it's doing well yeah yeah i mean the the economic economic drivers here is tourism we have everybody that the tour guides the restaurants you know we have seen a few go out of business um we haven't seen we've seen a little bit of an increase and a little bit of petty theft but nothing massive and i think now with the promise of the 15th of august and the country we can move freely around the country now and we're asked to wear our masks when we go into stores and public places but we don't have to driving around or in our own homes and we can meet in groups Well, all the bans have been lifted for us in country. So we're pretty fortunate and, you know, properties have been selling. I was, I spoke to, to, I tried to get some numbers for you. Um, I spoke to my closing agent here and they um, just one agent and they had 14 closings last month um, and they already have 12, 12 set up new contracts for this month already in play. So um, I managed to sign a couple of contracts over the last couple of weeks too, which is nice. which is great. And it just means we're having to go that extra mile, uh, working with people that have visited, that have said they're going to do it and are now saying, Kate, what have you got for us? And then doing live virtual one-on-one tours with them, you know, taking, taking the phone and saying, I know this is important to you and squidging it into the corners, making sure there's no crap making sure we have great inspectors and engineers to be able to make sure that it's stable for them and that they feel totally confident in moving forward should they and I'm sure you have all those practices there too nice okay I, I've never been to Belize but I it, I love what? the Caribbean it's considered a Caribbean look island right like what's the right designation for Belize? we're in Central America it's and Central America. we're okay. in the Caribbean Sea yes Caribbean sea. Um, it's not so- it's not considered the Caribbean's per se though Right or no, I don't okay. think it would be described as that. I mean, one of our major things here, and one of the main reasons that I moved here was because we have the beautiful Barrier Reef. Ah. It's the second largest and the largest in the Western Hemisphere. I always get muddled with that, but yeah, it's the and it's largest. It's still living, and what this break from tourism right. and sunscreen and all of that will have done for our reef is unbelievable what will have happened just in these few months where it's usually being tortured by people coming to visit. We're very precious over our reef and our fishing flats, but Mm -hmm. we have the beautiful barrier reef. And then we also have fly fishing. Fishing is huge here. And we have people come from all over the world to come visit. It's absolutely amazing. We're still having a tournament actually this month, I think, and that will be in country. But yes, They love it, fishing, and then we've also got the beach bars and the lovely cultures, and we're just a melting pot of people from all over the world here. We've got Lebanese and Indian and Chinese and 
Um, we have the Mayan, the Mestizo, we have Belizean, we have Spanish, Guatemalan, um, and we all live in this crazy little town. I think you have to be a little a little bit kooky to live here to be honest <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sold i'm definitely going i mean the, the thing is like there's so little options even like the people like myself that are starved to go travel right um and so any country that has that ability to uh have some sort of process to allow people in yeah. I think it's going to be really big. I mean, the ones that are like, like I said, is Hawaii and Belize in this case, and maybe some other ones, they're going to get a yeah. lot more tourists because people clearly want to travel right now. Yeah. And so it, it's, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what happens in a month for sure. Um, it will be lovely. Yeah. 15th of August, start looking for flights now. I believe American yeah. and Delta are flying in and United, I think have got a few flights. So have a look. You might want to, Getting, and even if you can't get a PCR test, there's some great gold standard hotels that you would be able to have a wonderful time. If oh, you're a diver, you'll be able to go on approved tours. You'll be able to see the reef. I mean, how much there's there's resorts with three or four restaurants and a store and you've got two or three pools. They have their own tour boats and things. So you'd be able to fish, dive, be entertained and just have a if you just wanted a break and you can't get that PCR test before you leave, you can be tested on arrival and go there. Grand Caribe is a wonderful place here on the island. They've got plenty of rooms and a lovely, beautiful pool. Amazing. I definitely will tell the wife. Yes, <laughs> that, 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 seen you. Yeah, that'll be amazing. When, when you come, I'll have to come and sneak in and we'll do a little <laughs> we'll do a little talk and I'll say so. <laughs> Absolutely. That'll be that'll be really cool. That'll be really cool. Well, Kate, thank you so yeah, much for it. sharing the insights and it's an amazing story, um, you know, coming from a very different environment um, and to, you know, start, start the career that you have and continue to roll that career. And thank you so much for sharing the insights of, uh, of a very different area. I mean, not, people are not familiar with Belize. I mean, people have heard of it, I think from a, a travel destination and certainly a very popular one, but maybe not as many people have learned about from a real estate perspective. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. Now, how can people get a hold of you? Like what's the best way that people want to learn or maybe even travel for tips? You know, what are, what are ways for people to get a hold of you? Oh yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, yes. Anytime. So I'm on Facebook quite a lot. You can, uh, Join my personal page. It's Kate Corrigan, um, C-O-R-R-I-G-A-N. And at the moment, it's me and my my David um, at the top of a Mayan. No, I think I'm at Stonehenge, actually, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, when we went back to England last year. Um, or you can get in touch with me through my website, which is frontstreetbelize.com. Um, my Facebook page, work page is uh, frontstreetbelize.com. And you can contact me via email, which is Kate at frontstreetbelize.com or you can call me through WhatsApp on my Belize number, which is Belize, which is plus 501 and then 6324102. And I'm here oh. to answer any of your questions. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Kate. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for everyone else for tuning in. I'll see you at the next one. Bye now. Thank you. See you soon in Belize. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. 
it's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.